because there was, I don't know if it still is, but actually on the jazz station, mm-hmm. there was a, a Sunday morning program that was called Seldom Heard, mm-hmm. and it would just play like obtuse, like random stuff. Like, you thought jazz was terrible. Wait till you hear these. <laughs> we, we've got the unpopular jazz. <laughs> and the thing that... <laughs> the name of that see, that bit should not have been called... What did you say it was called? Seldom Heard. No, it should not have been called the Seldom Heard. It should have been called The Notes You Don't Listen To. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That would have been a much better name been, for Yeah, <laughs> it really would have. <laughs> well, so. That's what we'll call all... Our terrible jazz uh, show after we give up this podcast. <laughs> the one where we're, we uh, only listen to like the worst jazz. Yeah, we'll just, we'll, we'll talk a little bit. We'll, we'll talk in this type of voice and be soothing and calm. And then we'll say, now for some terrible jazz music. And then we'll just play it and it'll be like five hours long. And you won't know if that's one song or three songs. Or five songs playing at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So the thing that actually like caught my attention whenever I was listening to that is um, I was flipping through the channels uh, and because so much of the music here in Texas is like it's either like top 40 or country or Tejano. So we've got the two stations that aren't any of those. And it's the classical station and the jazz station. I think the jazz station might might be still around. I don't know. I haven't listened to the radio in forever, but I yeah, that, that's for old people. Old people listen to the radio. Uh, We're yeah. too hip for that. So, you know, they gotta, you know, they might as well just bring back, uh, well, no, even like radio plays have moved into podcast form. Now they just do those now. Mm-hmm. So, but what I'd heard was what sounded like, um, a cat walking over piano and I'm like, Oh, this must be jazz. I think this is jazz now. And so I just listened to that and I'm like, what radio station plays this on a Sunday morning? <laughs> yes. Because it was just, it, it just sounded, yeah, it just sounded like random. And then there was another song that sounded like, it wasn't, it, imagine Stomp. All right. So you've got Stomp, the, uh, the like found percussion yeah, group. rhythm trash cans. Okay. Rhythm trash cans. Okay. Now imagine you remove the rhythm. So just a bunch of trash being thrown down the stairs. Yeah. Okay. That was another song. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Okay, great. Anyway. This is still in beta. <laughs> a show that is not about jazz. We're not about jazz at all. No. Um it's uh, it can be about video games. Yes, yeah. sometimes. Um, oh, so I beat Kingdom Hearts 3. Did you beat it in like air quotes? Or what? did you really beat it? Well, here's the problem. <clears throat> There's DLC coming out. Ah, oh, fantastic. And it is story DLC, and I think it is necessary. I think it might be necessary. What does that mean? I th- watching the trailer for the DLC. It takes it has scenes that were similar to stuff that was in the end of the game, but it's more of the end of the game. I so guess it's like, now for the real ending. Maybe 
That Maybe. sounds fantastic. Except, so... Ah, oh God. So, like like what Final Fantasy XV did, except free. No, uh, except, except not free. Except not... Well, there was, wasn't free... <clears throat> Wait. What? Like, Final Fantasy XV, like, the ending was terrible... And by the time I got around to playing it, there was like a 30 gig patch I had to download. Uh huh. And then, like, it had a better ending, is what I was told. I don't know about that. Like, yes. your ending was fighting that guy in the sky, right? Like, you had a big Dragon Ball fight at the end with the guy who was obviously the bad guy from the very beginning, like the coin flip dude. Yeah. I guess so. Maybe the difference was that you could actually go back and do stuff after you got into, like, chapter 11. Oh, the, the time travel d- dog? Yes. Is that the difference? I don't know. Oh. I think I only played after that patch as well. Okay. Or I only got to the point at the end. I thought what they removed at the end was the five-hour walk down a hallway segment. Did you do that? I don't know. No, I never heard of that. Yeah, so there's a part <clears throat> where like you get... I think, is it when you get off the train? And you get separated from all of your buddies and you have to like walk down a hallway for like forever by yourself. And you have a magic ring instead of doing any of the fighting mechanics you'd been learning how to do the rest of the game. No, I had to do that. Okay. All right. See, I thought they took that out or something. Well, I I don't know what they changed then, but I don't know. But the DLC stuff that you're talking about is all of the like hey, Noctis, I'm going to not be here for like an hour. See ya. And then they would just like screw off for a bit. Yeah, so like there are a couple of... So paired with the five-hour walk down a hallway thing that you're talking about, there was a uh, like at the same time, but you did it separately thing where you like just walked around with uh, the big guy and the nerd, Gladius and Ignis. I can't remember Ignis. Maybe, maybe not Ignis. No, Prompto? the nerd. Prompto. Yes. Oh, I wasn't sure which guy you were calling the nerd. Uh, Prompto. He was the terrible one. Anyway, you walk around with those two, and like, Ig- and uh, Gladius's fighting system is completely different. Which I it, and it seemed like. Like you ran through the exact same kind of areas because uh-huh. you had to rescue. Oh no, it was with the it was with Ignis because you had to rescue Prompto. That's what it was. So you ran around. You ran through with those two to like rescue Prompto, and then like, but nothing you did in that segment like mattered because it was. I'm pretty sure it was just here's a totally different gameplay system, like literally completely different mechanics, and. Uh, it didn't like save any progress or materials that you gathered from it. It would, and it was optional. Uh, but I think it was. I think it was just like a weird, like a weirdly inserted advertisement for like the play as Ignis game that like took place when he like disappeared for like a chapter. Yeah, through the so there were three DLCs, one for each of those guys. Yeah. Well. There was that one. There was clearly an advertisement for the Ignis one in the game there, where you like played and and used his stuff. But then I don't remember when the other two ran off for no reason. They were um, earlier. Okay. 
Anyway. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know what this DLC is, but also like the ending. It there didn't it didn't answer. It didn't answer anything. Did it raise further questions? Yeah, it did. Because it introduced these characters that maybe I think were introduced in one of the side games that I didn't play because they were on a handheld or something. And then, um, yeah. So. Please tell me it left a cliffhanger for even more something. It did. Fantastic. It did. Um, Coming in 2050. Yeah, there's a part. So there's a part. Man, there's a part where you die or something, and then you come back, and you rescue your friends, but you've also time-traveled back in time, and then you fight a tornado of Heartless with a tornado of Keyblades after a vision of a little gray-haired boy with a book on his waist says, I'll help, or something, and he winks at you, or at Sora, and I'm like, who the hell is this kid? How is he helping? And then you just kind of like press triangle a bunch. And, and so that happens for a while. And um, it's like flings keyblades at stuff. So after all that stuff, you like end up fighting Zehanor a lot in a different windmill town that they kind of showed earlier in the cutscene. And then after you beat him up several times, he's like, you didn't beat me up enough. And then he still tries to, like, do something to Kingdom Hearts, and they they don't stop him. Like, the ghost of somebody voiced by Mark Hamill shows up, and he's like... Luke Skywalker? No. He shows up. It's called... His name's, like... Uh, Scoop Lywalker? No, it's got a Q in it. Eric, Eric, or something like that. E R Q U A S or something like that. I don't know. Air quotes. Air quotes shows up and he's like, "Hey, remember when we were friends?" And don't do this. This sucks. And then Zehanor's like, "Yeah, I guess you're right." And then they dissolve, and they hand Sora a double keyblade thing that they call so- that they call the keyblade, uh-huh. and um. Then, um, then, then Sora has to do something and leaves. Oh, he's got to go find, because they kill Kyrie, And so he's got to, he's like, I got to go find Kyrie. She's somewhere in the death world, I guess. And so he, he goes off and then they do kind of like a meanwhile, you know, uh, here's what everybody's been doing to kind of like repair and rebuild and stuff. And it's like, oh, that's cute. And then they go to Destiny Island and they show all the characters from the game. And it's like dozens of characters at this point. And some of them are like, it's like two clones of Roxas now. And like, there's another, there's a different other clone that I'd never heard of. And also Naminé's back and she's also a replicant. Because they found her a body and don't even ask. So like, and then they pan over because they're on Destiny Island. They pan over and, oh, hey, it's Sora and Kyrie, And they're just sitting on a log. And it's like, ah, okay, I guess he found her. And then he dissolves into nothing. And it's like, oh, wait, is he dead now? Is he dead? But she was supposed to be dead. 
So where's Sora? Anyway, and then it fades to black. And then there's credits. And then there's post-credits, right? Two post-credit scenes. And one of them has, okay, throughout the rest of this game, or the, 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 the period of playing this game, Maleficent and Pete, you know, those two people who were not who were antagonists, but not the real antagonists of the other two games. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been following you around from world to world looking for a box. But they don't say what bo- what's in the box. And also some of the people from Organization 13 are also looking for this box. What's in the box? What's in the box? What is in the box? We don't know. Um, and so one of the pre-rendered cutscenes, because most of these are like in engine. And so they cut. And there's these eight guys and they're all wearing animal masks. And and they know each other, and one of them's one of the Organization Thirteen guys, and he's like, "I've been dead for a long time now, and I was original Keyblade Master, and here's a big box, and it's full of something, and here's these other seven guys, and they all have animal masks, and I don't know." And then Pete and Maleficent show up. Do they have names like Mambi and Thumper? No, God, no. It's a uh, oh, but that would have been amazing. And so that's that scene. And they're like, we're going to do something with this box. Oh, great. Cut. Okay, now it just starts panning around what looks kind of like probably pre-rendered, but it looks kind of like real-life Tokyo or something. And I'm like, what the hell is this? This is just Japan. But also you were kind of in like Earth. Most of these places are just Earth anyway in the Disney planets. You know, like San Francisco from Big Hero 6 and stuff. It's like, well, that's mm-hmm. just san francisco tokyo hybrid world from that movie and then this is like is this just real tokyo and then sora and riku show up and i'm like what is even happening right now this is do they they look like real people no oh okay they're just like they're not out of place you know they they don't look like real people and then they kind of like walk around a little bit and are like standing on uh or sitting on a building and Tokyo and I'm just like what is he what is happening these like with this thing like this is even more obscure than like the secret videos from the last two games where it was this like some random building and people fighting with keyblades in the dark you know and here it's just like is that just real life Tokyo did they like you know Homer Simpson themselves <laughs> into the real world I was thinking exactly the same thing I don't know why but that's the go-to. <laughs> Even though they clearly travel from through all these other worlds, this one is the Homer Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> they, they somehow just land in, like, Earth-Earth, and they're... I hope they, like, confront the guy who's, like, the writer for this game, and they're like, what's happening? What are people... What, we- what have we been doing for the last, like, 15 years? You know? Uh-huh. Yes. And they just find him in like a hotel and it's this dude who's got like note cards and red yarn strewn about the entire apartment. Yeah, he's got like a total crazy hoarder house. Yeah. Yeah. But like also that conspiracy theorist like just, you know, everything's connected. (laughs) And it's just like Sephiroth with a big circle around him. (laughs) Did you fight a Sephiroth? No, he's not in there. Ah, I don't believe it. Those are Sephiroth. Yeah. He's didn't find it. He's not in there. So, my first question is, Uh did you get the real ending? Oh, I have no idea. I'd have to look online. Yeah. 
Because I, I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, Mickey Mouse clear the entire Jiminy Journal, or I guess Gummy Phone, on this one. I did a lot of stuff. I got the Ultima Weapon. That was all I cared about. Yeah, so... And also, there was probably some question that you had to answer yes or no to in the first, like, hour of the game that you answered wrong and also ruined the ending. Yeah, probably. Probably. I mean, this isn't like Final Fantasy. What was that? 10? 12? Where you could, like, totally screw yourself out of a weapon by opening the wrong chest at the beginning of the game? Uh, well, you didn't, you couldn't. You didn't totally screw yourself out of it, but you went from having like a guaranteed chance to find it in a chest to like now there's a two percent chance that this chest will have it, uh, which is pretty horrible too. Uh. So. Well, anyway, for the time being, I'm done with Kingdom Hearts again. <laughs> so, right, I'm probably gonna move on to I don't know. I have I still haven't played Near Automata, so I might check that out. Yeah. So I uh I think the next game on my list is Untitled Goose Game. Yeah. Yeah. I uh yeah, I saw that. I was I was like, okay, yes, Borderlands 3 is on the Epic Store and and as like a, an exclusive for uh, several months. But but it's like I don't know, man. This goose game, that's the thing that's going to get me to <laughs> <laughs> to go to go over to the Epic Store. Well, well, it's like it's not on Steam for a long time. I just saw a thing saying it's going to be on consoles too. So, like, I don't know. Maybe you don't have to. Uh, but well, I go. think Goose Game is gonna is gonna move some units. I think that's that's gonna get some people to sign up for the Epic Store. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> I think there's a lot of uh, FOMO going on with that. Yes. Yes. Have you watched anything about that? I I just watched the videos that were that were available for the like on the store. Oh man, I watched a little bit, and it's. I, I don't want to spoil it for myself. Well, no, yeah, I mean, there's that, but I mean, I get so yeah, there's a honk button. It looks like, uh huh, and also you like you can put your you goose head in a bottle and honk, and it affects the honk. Yes, it was amazing. Or like. Like you can steal a you can steal a walkie-talkie and then walk around and honk into the walkie-talkie <laughs> and and then like the walkie-talkie honks and freaks people out. It's, yeah, it looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I like think some of the obje- one of the objectives is just like torment the boy or something like that. Yeah, so I think what's going to happen is I'm I I'm gonna get it for myself and then. Uh, I'll get it for Robbie as like one of his like secret presents, uh-huh. and I won't tell him about this game at all. I will have to play it exclusively when he's not around. He's ne- he's he's never gonna like discover it on his own. So like it'll just be like a secret like Christmas present for him or something, and he will like lose his mind because <laughs> we like have several geese and like yeah he'll 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 love it. Yeah, I have to I have to get it. For sure. There's also a game called that I want to check out called What the Golf. Uh, and it's like a but it's kind of a puzzle game, it looks like, where you have to like it's mostly like a physics game. And so the but you like it's just it's not it's just not golf, but it is golf. And so 
yeah, the video trailer for that is pretty great. Because there's what like it's, I think it starts off and it, and it has the same like power meter aiming thing as like a regular golf game. And as soon as he tries to swing the club, he just like his whole body just like flings forward. And like, that's the thing you're trying to get into the hole. <laughs> but it like changes from from hole to hole, like what what you're trying to get into the hole. So. That sounds pretty bizarre. Yeah. So that looks like it's going to be another. I might like dip my toe into a, yet another golf game. <laughs> yeah. That sounds even like like golf story was was pretty great, but that sounds like way more bizarre. Yeah. yeah. So I think I, I think I will like that as well. It's also on the Epic Store. It's going it's like got that kind of weird like goat simulator feel to it. Yeah, except more like uh intentional, I think. <laughs> and less just like I don't know, we bought a bunch of assets off of like uh what the heck is that that free asset library or whatever not free but like the i can't remember but there's just like a royalty free like 3d model place you can get stuff or like the epic uh the unreal like store the asset store that you can just buy stuff mm. it's less like that because it has like an art style and things okay. as well those yes it's more it's more it's more put together than Goat Simulator. Though I was one of the pre-orders for Goat Simulator. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. So. That sounds interesting. Have you played the KFC game yet? I've not. Have you? No. It's free. I know. I just haven't. It's, uh... it's more like a time thing. Like, I'm still playing two games, uh, two simultaneous games of Dragon's Dogma again. Yeah, I guess that that's got to be tough. Yeah, but uh, yeah i I need to I need to just sit down and play it. Yeah, I mean it can't be very long. I yes, it, it is. It's one of those things we just need to get on the weekend. Just okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna date the colonel. Yeah, date as the colonel. I'm not. I don't know. I don't exactly know if you're sure. dating. I don't know if you. Yeah, I don't know if you play as the colonel or if you. Or trying to well, seduce the colonel. Generally, I think the way those dating games works is you don't see what you look like. Oh, you don't even know who you are. You're just like maybe trainee cook or something. Yeah, so I think you are trying to date the colonel. Mm. I mean, that would make the, the title make more sense. Yeah. But like usually it's like you're like you are the person like the main the, the main character. <clears throat> Of the dating simulator and like all of the faces and stuff you see are the other other characters, <clears throat> yeah, either, either potential mates or other like best friends and such. Okay. Well, yeah, we need to just put the time in on that thing. Yeah. Figure out what how good it actually is. Yeah, and <laughs> see whichever, whichever one of us figures out how to get the uh, the the chicken gravy monster. Like we need to tell the other. Yeah, the uh, the famous bowl, and we also need yeah. to see if the donut ham, uh, the donut chicken sandwich has made it in. Oh yes, <laughs> Luther Vandross. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real menu item, by the way. Yes, I know. Oh, so um, what what uh, you want to look at the topics? I put a couple 
I I updated the the list. I did too. Oh, I haven't but, seen yours. Well, mine was about the goose game. Oh, so well, okay. So we've already hit that one. Yes. What did I say? I don't remember, but I know it wasn't as important as the goose game, which is why I put mine above yours. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, I had the thing about France saying. That Steam should let you sell your old games. And uh, Facebook's new. Uh, Facebook's big uh, Oculus thing. Did you watch that trailer? No. So Facebook um, has made a, a thing. I forget what they even call it. But um, it essentially looks like. It's the thing that I think was their big buy for Second Life. Not Second Life. For the Oculus. Right. Which it just looks like VR Second Life. Okay. But they don't have legs. You don't have legs. So well, just a bunch of like tor- floating torso. Uh, I don't know why I, I thought. Ghosts? I, I can't. Yeah. I, I The only word that came up next was like apparitions. But like. <laughs> a full torso, torso vapors apparition. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know so, why that's what came out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you're some kind of, like, torso-only avatar or something. Well, that's going to make it hard for for the sex part of that of that game. <laughs> if it, But I only assume that because you said it's Second Life. Yeah, it, well, exactly. So, like, it's, it's just going to... If you can customize or mod that in any way, it's just going to become some kind of weird fetish zone. Mm-hmm. Pretty quick. Like, I think the time to finish on that is like, it's almost like a day one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I mean, I have no interest in that. <laughs> I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. Um, also, I feel like if I were to go and into that and explore it, I would just have Russian bots trying to, to get me angry about politics. <laughs> While while also like trying to have sex with you, yes, yeah, <laughs> it'll just it'll just be a giant penis coming up and saying something racially inflammatory. <laughs> okay, so just like so, just Facebook. Yes, <laughs> oh, nothing's changed. <laughs> it's just more in your face. It's just coming right at you. Yes, it's all around you. Oh, <laughs> uh, the only way to win is to not to play. Um. Yeah, the only other thing I had was that France thing. France so that's thing. that just sounds really complicated. Uh, I guess you would sell them the same way that you sell those ridiculous card trading cards. I guess. Yeah, and so you would just get like pennies on the dollar, I suppose. Like selling them between people, because like I can't imagine that. Like, okay, you're. I guess I don't know what people expect, right? Do they expect to get like a fair price for these video games? Or, or, oh, I mean, I guess it's just like a court ruling, but like people go in France, like say somebody in France is like, okay, I'm going to sell this game. Right. How are they doing it? Yeah. Like, how are they going to sell? How are they going to sell that? And how do they, how do they not expect that Valve's also going to take a cut off the top of that sale? (laughs) 
So it's like, okay, yeah, you can sell your game. You're you're going to get like whatever the market's whatever somebody else is going to pay you for that. And it's since there's like no scarcity in digital goods, like it's going to end up like the trading cards where it's like, well, I guess I have to underbid this guy who's selling this trading card for five cents. And I say four cents and I get a penny of that because because Valve takes the other two cents. Right. And also you're going to get all those people that spend like three cents on Humble Bundle codes and then they just like flood the market with them. Yeah. Or they they just. Yeah. So I don't I don't understand that whole system at all. That sounds ridiculous. And I mean, I guess like, okay, maybe I can buy. uh, I don't know what, you know, I guess I can buy whatever, you know, whatever Steam release game for like a nickel. Or something, but like I can already get very cheap games on Steam, and at least that like have some of that goes back to the developer. Right. Yes. It's like I could. Yeah. Sure. I I could buy the game back from this guy for five bucks, but it's the developer selling it for five bucks now too. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. So, I don't know. I don't know. And also, like, the reason that I go buy old games is because I get physical copies. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I, I'm I, a, I don't know, I have kind of an archive of games. I don't have, like, I don't have, like, a crazy amount of things, but I have things that go, go back to NES, and I have some, for some reason now I have a friggin' Commodore 64. But, what? Yeah, it's in the closet. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, the, uh, digital digital content is just like, uh, yeah, like I'm not gonna. I don't like I I never bought I never bought used games to begin with because. It was physical media, and I'm like, I don't want some scummy person's physical disc. Mm-hmm. Like, I want a new thing. <laughs> I want a new disc, and I want the case and all the accoutrement that comes with that. Like, I want all of that business that comes with a physical disc if I'm buying a physical disc. And also, I don't want their grubby hands on that. But, like... <laughs> okay! <laughs> I've seen... I've seen too much. Uh-huh. Okay? Get a bit of a spruce goose situation going on. Uh, but like a digital, it's just it's maybe it's because I have like I have enough patience to where like I don't care about buying something new that I will wait until it's a price that I'm willing to pay anyway to buy something. Mm-hmm. And like I mean, sometimes that means I'm buying it new. Like this goose game, probably gonna get that. But like, you know, the you know, some random you know Assassin's Creed game or something that's that I'm like vaguely interested in playing. It's like I'll just wait until that's cheap. I've got a wish list of stuff. I've had the PC version of GTA Five on my list for like six years or whatever since that thing came out on PC. And I still haven't bought it because I'm just like, I don't know, man, you're still charging $30 for this thing. 
And all I want to do is put like Crash Bandicoot mods on it or something. <laughs> like I don't I don't really want to play the game to like play the game. I just want to put a bunch of stupid stuff in it. Right. Cuz but you also already played it on console, right? Yeah, I also are, yeah, there's there is that. There is that. But like I don't know. Yeah, I just don't have a lot of like Unless it's like in the zeitgeist and I have to take part in that to like have a conversation about it. I I, I am fine waiting. Yes, I'm a video game necromancer. I, I will wait until nobody remembers a game before I start playing it. <laughs> yeah. It's just not a huge priority to like make sure that I play every new game, especially if it's a sequel. Right, I'm you playing know. freaking Dragon's Dogma again, which was a remake, which which was like redone in 2012, and yeah. So I mean, I don't know. What does that tell you? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, you're a weirdo, but like the because <laughs> you're playing it for the third time or something, but twice. Yeah, because I wanted more than one pawn that I got to control how it developed. Yeah. I mean, I like that game. I played it somewhat recently on the PC. But, I don't know. I can't play it two times at the same time. That's ridiculous. Hey, you're just like I didn't do it three times, because you can get three pawns. Yeah, I guess there's that. There is that. Are they all, are they both, like, in the same, like, roughly the same part of the game or are you <laughs> yeah i i i basically level them 10 levels at a time and they're five there's a five like i'll get this guy to level 80 and then the next guy i'll go from 75 to to 85 and then i'll go back to the other guy and go from 85 to 90 oh so you're like stairs stepping them yeah okay. so they're you're, you're like, leapfrogging them yes, what you're doing. yes okay yeah so they're like I, I keep about a level five level difference and i'll switch to the other game Okay, I can't handle this conversation anymore. <laughs> I need to change the subject. Well, if they get too overleveled, you start to get an experience. Pin- Have you seen the new Dark Crystal show, though? That's what I want to know. That's what I'm interested in seeing and talking about. I'm sorry. I read the script for that like six months before the movie, the show came out. Oh, but I mean, most of the interesting stuff is like the Visual, puppets. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, I saw the whole thing before it came out because I worked on it right? or not worked on the show, but I, you know, mm. <laughs> yes, I had. So you haven't. So you haven't watched it. I have watched it. Oh, you have watched. You I said watched you just it, watched it. I watched it thing? before everybody else watched it. Oh, OK. <laughs> I just haven't watched it again without my name. Uh, watermarked on it. <laughs> Did that get in the way? No, not really. <laughs> uh, maybe you're the wrong person to ask about this show. Then, <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna ask? Oh, I just like the show. Uh, yeah, I don't it's know. interesting. I think it's. I think. I think the the thing that I've in watching this. I, so I started watching it, and my initial reaction was just like. Well, my initial reaction when hearing about it was just, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to try to, like, how are they going to try to, like, fill in 
of like super simple, like bare bones kind of lore that was in the original thing. Oh no, and... there are there are stacks upon stacks of lore that you do not know about. Oh well, see, no, I'm talking about like just what was featured in the movie. Okay, right? Yes, because that's all. That's all that I had access to was like, I've got the DVD, or I had the DVD, I've got the, I've got the 4K Blu-ray now. Yes, because you don't have all the comic books or the young adult novels or anything else. The what? Yes. Yeah. No, shut your face. There's a lot more shit that is, exists that's Dark Crystal Media that you don't know about. When did all that stuff, I mean, is like, that, did that stuff all come out like in the early 80s whenever that movie was released or is that all... I'm not exactly sure, but it's sometime like between the present and then. Yeah, because there are the movie, as I understand it, was a was a flop. Like it was like a failure, and maybe like got like a cult following, but like yeah, no, there's a lot more media, kind of like the Star Wars universe. Oh, okay. There are books, there are novels, there are comics. Wow. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff for you to go find. Well, I mean, there, okay, so there are comics that take place after the movie. There are books that take place before the movie and actually feature characters that are in the series that you just watched. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. So maybe you are the person to talk about. Yeah, this maybe I am. <laughs> uh, well, bizarre. Like... <laughs> Yeah, because, like, all, the only, yeah, just being a fan of the movie and, like, the Jim Henson work and stuff, it was like, okay. There's a language for podling. I have a list of words that are in podling, like a podling to English dictionary. How much of that existed whenever, like, Jim Henson was working on the project? I have no idea. Because that's the thing that I'm interested in, is, like, what... Like, how much of that stuff that, like, you're talking about, like, the extended universe stuff of the Dark Crystal that has somehow amazingly happened, like, how much of that was, like, in Jim Hint? Like, is it, like, is it, like, Silmarillion kind of thing where, like, Tolkien had all of that stuff in various notes and collections and things, and, like, it's all his creation, but, like, only a little bit of that funneled into, like, the books for The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings and whatnot. I, I'm not exactly sure. I, I, I sense that at, at the time of the movie, they had a lot of lore thought of at that time. Right. I think, I think they had a lot more lore than gets conveyed in the movie. Yeah. Like conceived at that time. They have characters for, they have like Skeksis, uh, like glyphs and mystic glyphs and gelfling glyphs. Um, yeah, there's a whole, like, again, hodling language. There's all kinds of, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty deep. The rabbit hole goes pretty deep with dark crystal stuff. And, like, what you see in the series, like they don't even touch on on all of it there. Wow. Yeah. Okay, but I guess back to my original statement, like 
the the things like what you see in the movie mm-hmm. there's like very little dialogue right right and yeah. so like you you don't really get a sense of like it's a very simple story in that movie and there's just like not a lot of like room for like great performances or anything but i was going to say in contrast to the show where like there's this huge cast of characters and there's a lot of like depth and drama and stuff that happens in the show and the puppets are more expressive like the the cinematography of the puppets is more well done because you can if you're like super looking at it you can see the limitations that the puppeteering has with like some of the action scenes and stuff like that but they do such a good job of like masking it and like creating the transitions between the cuts about like you know, like the stuff where like, you know, it's a puppet's hand and it can't actually like grab and pick that thing up. And so it's like the old Muppet thing of like move it towards the object, cut to he's got it in his hands and he's pulling it back kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, editing technology and post processing has gotten a lot better. Yeah. But even like subtle little things like like the tongue inside the Skeksis mouth, that's like a CG tongue and not a real puppet tongue. But it like adds a little bit of a flavor to it whenever they're talking and things instead of it just being like a mouth flap. Right. It's like, there's those little neat little, like using the computer generated stuff to like embellish what the puppets are actually like doing on their own. Like that's really cool. And it's it. I watched the whole thing. I kind of like binged it a little bit more over the weekend to like wrap it up. And like, it's a very good show to me. And I loved the movie. And in hindsight, I'm kind of like, the movie could have been so much better. <laughs> well, yes, if it was made today. Yeah, like sure. if, but like it also, t- you know, like even like watching some of the behind the scenes stuff of the movie, they're like, like Jim Henson really like took the like the Muppet technology and stuff that he had been working on, and took puppeteering to like a new level, you know. And so, like, the Jim Henson workshop and stuff, I, I feel like, created this whole new possibility for, like, movie making and things with how puppets can, puppeteering can be. And then... Uh, now we just motion capture everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but that's what's so great, is that, like, the show uses like you can tell it's using those same techniques from yeah back i mean it, it's cool to see a modern show that uses practic- a lot of practical effects yeah they, they clearly use a lot of cg and yeah, post-processing there's... on top of it but but yeah it is it is neat to see more like practical effects work yeah in a, in a show. and it's also neat it's also neat to see how much they can like convey through some of the some of the Gelfling puppet faces and stuff, even though some of the like the mouth, like during conversation, the mouth stuff is a little like hit or miss depending on who the puppeteer is. That's the other thing is you can see like who's kind of better at puppeteering those things in between character to character. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, overall. Oh, and the other thing. Is like super surprised by the voice acting for like Ogre and the Chamberlain, because mm-hmm. like it's like freaking uh, like I don't know who does Ogre. I've never heard of her before, but she like she 
she does what I remember Ogre sounding like. Even I'm pretty though... sure it's the same actor. Okay. Really? Because she looked so young in the IMDb picture. But anyway, if it's the same actor, that's great. But the um, Chamberlain is done by... Uh, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. And I'm like, that's so great. Because he like, there's so much that he like nails and like the, the presentation, especially the... Like he, but like how he does that, it's like they, it feels like he's just been practicing that voice his whole life. <laughs> but yeah, and then it's just like, yeah, I was, I was a little like, hmm, when I first saw the cast, because it was like Andy Samberg, what the hell is he doing in the show? Oh, yeah. And then he shows up as this weird character, and it's like, but he does a good job. You know, you can you can't really like he actually does a puts on a pretty decent voice to make it sound like it's not him. Yeah, he he skexes up his voice pretty well. Yeah, and similarly with uh, Bill Hader, who plays opposite him in that thing, um, the heretic and the wanderer. Yeah. The two. Now there's other people like uh, Jason Isaacs and like Mark Strong, and it's just like okay, I can just hear their voice. They're just doing their right. voice. But, but they like, were probably cast because that's a. I mean, they've got a good right. voice. But like Mark Hamill as the scientist that <laughs> yeah worked for you. Yeah. yeah, that one worked. And there's some times where I can like totally tell it's Mark Hamill, but then there's some times where it's like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that show, and I wish I could get Anna to watch that show, but I there's no way that she would be able to like sit down and watch it. Can't handle the puppets. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know. She just has a bad attitude about stuff sometimes. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest, Robbie and I haven't finished watching yet either together. We watched the first episode. Honestly, I had like literally just watched it all the way through. And I was kind of like, I don't really want to watch it again right now. So we, we had a bunch of other shows that we had to get through. Mm-hmm. So we haven't gone back to it. Yeah, it's like, like, I can't even, I can't get her to watch, like, she, I was watching She-Ra, and she was like, do you really like these shows? And I'm like, yeah, I, I enjoy these shows. Because I was watching Voltron before, too, and she saw me watching Voltron, and she's like, is this an anime? And I'm like, no, it's, I mean, it's animated in, like, Korea or something, probably, but it's a Netflix show. It's not an, it's technically not an anime because of that. Like, it's an American show made by DreamWorks or whatever. Right. And and she's like, I just can't take these animes. <laughs> and I'm like, what did you, what is it about? What did anime do to you? What did anime do to you? Well, so then you're probably not going to get her to watch the, well, no, you might get her to watch the Cowboy Bebop because that's going to be live action. Oh, with like, what's his face? Yeah. I don't know who what's his face is, but sure. Uh, it's the guy who played Sulu from the Star Trek movies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. She has a. She's got issues with some of the shows I like to watch. <laughs> like, I'll never be able to get her to watch Neo Yokio. That's just right out. <laughs> well, I don't think she would appreciate it anyway, because she can't watch regular. You have to have watched a regular anime before you can watch Neo Yokio. Well, there's that. And then there's also you have to, like, understand 
who Jaden Smith is. That also helps. Right. So she did spend like six hours on Twitter, like following Jaden Smith. Uh-huh. Like it has to be like 2005 Jaden Smith. And then, yeah. And then like watch about like at least five different anime series and then go watch that show and then she'll fully appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. No, she can't take anime because of like, she, because some of the, the like, like really hardcore like otaku people that she met at in like in school. Oh well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I can understand like the university she works at, kind of. Uh, yes. <laughs> the 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 worst thing about anime might be the fans. Yeah, like yeah. the the people who like have the like body pillows and stuff of anime yeah. characters. Is like, it like is weeb? Is that the new word? Sure, I guess. I but guess. like I don't know. Fucking millennials. <laughs> that's the kind of that's the kind of person that like like she she has a bad attitude about anime because of that type of person and she's like, oh the people who like anime like anime does that to them. And I'm like, no anime doesn't do that to them. <clears throat> They're that kind of person and they found anime Right. And That's like saying that uh, sports makes that one guy like paint his body entirely in two colors and wear a speedo to a game. Yeah, during the winter in an outside yeah, stadium. Yeah, it's sports' fault. No, no. Sports didn't do that. That was just the thing that that geek found. Yeah, like that guy became super obsessed. He was going to get super obsessed with something, and it wasn't like macrame. It was sports. You know. Yeah. So every every genre has its geeks. Yeah. 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 So. Anyway, probably won't be able to get her to watch the show with it. Just don't tell her it was an anime. (laughs) I mean, I mean, Dark Crystal. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's puppets, though. That's different. I mean, it is puppets. You know, that should be, you know, she likes Lord of the Rings. Did she watch the Muppet movies? I don't know. Mm, I'll have to find out. I'll have to find out how she feels about Muppets, because that'll be a hard conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I don't want to, I don't, I feel bad for bringing that up now. I don't want to cause, like, undue stress on your marriage. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go find where the Muppet show is. I you probably can't stream it cuz it's Disney stuff and I'm sure they've locked that up pretty tight. But uh there's got to be some Muppet movies on some streaming yeah service. Yeah. Maybe it's still on maybe they've still got like Muppets. I've got Muppets Take Manhattan. So yeah. I may just like put that in and be like Do you know do you know what this is? Do you know do you know Fozzie Bear? I mean, at the very least, I think the first thing, maybe maybe just the first thing to test, test her reaction to is Manamana. Actually, YouTube. Muppets had a YouTube channel where they like were making new stuff. Weird. Right? I'm pretty sure. There's a bunch of Muppet stuff on YouTube. And I think some of it is like legit, like 
like a Henson Muppet station. I think they had some YouTube stuff. Hmm. I remember a period of time where Cookie Monster started showing up everywhere. Like opposite John Oliver and stuff for random things. Mm-hmm. And then like commercials for stuff. I don't know. Apparently whoever they got to do Cookie Monster was like pretty had a, funny. Had a good publicist. Yeah. Cookie Monster guest was a guest speaker on The View. <laughs> Cookie Monster TED Talk. And so you see, C is for cookie. And that good enough for me. And then applause. <laughs> God. I just picture Cookie Monster with the little headset mic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, there's got to be a video of that somewhere, right? Surely there's a cookie. Cookie Monster TED <laughs> I I hope so. Well, yeah, that'll uh, I'll have to yeah, I'll have to get her, get her. I'll have to see if she <laughs> get her, get her. <laughs> I'll have to pull her interest in Muppets mm-hmm. because, like, just Muppets in general are very good. Yeah, for on the whole, like, yeah, the newer Muppet movies, I'm not so hot about. Um. But the old stuff, you know, the Muppet movie, Muppet Caper. I mean, it was it was, it was good. Like it was family friendly entertainment. Yeah. Right. It was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It was good stuff. I saw Muppet Babies is going to be on uh, the Disney Plus streaming service. So that's something. Mm-hmm. So is Muppets got bought by Disney? Yeah, it was a while ago. Ugh, God, freaking Disney needs to stop buying stuff. This is ridiculous. I mean, they had a Muppets 4D experience at Disney World when I went there, mm-hmm. and that was pretty old. But yeah, they yeah they own. So they own Muppets, as in Kermit, Fozzie, right? Yes. Uh, you know that, but I don't think they own. Sesame Street. I think HBO owns Sesame Street. Um, Not PB. It's well, but I mean, it's on PBS. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You seem confused by that. Uh, It's. But yeah, I thought I thought it was owned by you viewers like you. No, it's paid for. Oh, paid for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. Paid for doesn't mean owned. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to walk up to KERA and be like, I pay your salary, bub. <laughs> Stop playing jazz now. <laughs> <laughs> or play more tracks at once. One or the other. Either stop playing jazz or play way more jazz. <laughs> Those are your options. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, I think it's been about. <laughs> it's been almost an hour. Yeah, I think I think we've done all we can. I think, we're, I think we're running out of gas on this Muppets thing. <laughs> um, 
Yes. What do you want to name the thing? I don't know. C is for TED Talk. That's all I got. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> what was the thing you said at the beginning? It was, uh... <laughs> the notes you don't listen to? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that was pretty good. Okay. Okay, let's have it be that. <laughs> <laughs>